When I started working in the industry 57 years ago, we were black and white. And I watched it all change from two inch videotape to one inch to three quarter inch to everything now digital. The mobile units, when we used to go out, everything was all in one unit. Now it's two, three, sometimes four or five units. Satellites, when it started off, uh, I believe it was somewhere around 82 was the first time I became aware of it. That was at a Super Bowl in Detroit. I was working with CBS. Uh, we had one satellite truck that was built for AT&T, which was a backup because nobody knew anything about satellites. Anything that was live had to be off of copper cable going all the way back to New York, LA, wherever the origination was. My name is David Fruitman. I'm the transmission manager for All Elite Wrestling. And this isn't work to me. This is fun. I'm 75 years old. What am I still doing on the road? Because it's fun. And I enjoy everybody I'm with. Welcome back to Satellite Stories. I'm your host, Christina Smith-Meyer. It was one of America's founding fathers, Benjamin Franklin, who once said, fail to prepare and prepare to fail. And when it comes to live sports events, there's a lot of preparation involved. In this episode, the second of four podcasts in partnership with All Elite Wrestling, we talk tech. We're interested in how content gets to air. Last time, we heard from my colleague Susanna about how SES came to work with AEW and the challenges they face. But with two satellite trucks and our man Eric Racine with the team wherever they go, it seems the planning behind the planning behind even more planning is essential in keeping this show on the road. So this time we'll continue to hear from more of the team working behind the scenes for AEW and also take a trip to Pennsylvania where we meet two of the many folk helping major sports broadcasters get and stay on air across the world. But first, let's stay in New York a little longer with David in the transmission truck. Have a listen in as he gave me a tour of what's what. This truck here houses one audio console. It has all the screen controls. It has all the intercoms, our delay boxes. For if somebody says something off color, we can bleep it. Uh, and also the remote control for the cameras that are remoted. So for an event like the event going on today, could you imagine doing that without satellite? No, no. There are a lot of venues we go to where we cannot get fiber optic out. So the only way to do it was with satellite. We always travel with two satellite trucks. One has our main feed. The second one is the international feed. 
and sometimes if we don't have fiber, then we'll put up what's called the mucks, or we'll put up our backup feed, I should say, for that, as well as the international. Uh, so there are a lot of feeds going out, and my responsibility is to check each one of those feeds, ensure everybody is seeing it, and in case there's a failure, where? Where is it originating, where the problem is, and get it rectified. All right, so you saw the RFI that I sent you? Yep. Yeah, for Toronto, it looks like it cleared it. Everything was good. Now, the, the fiber that we're doing in Toronto has to go You've worked with a lot of different partners over your career. What would you say makes the partnership between, well, now AEW and SCS so special? It's the personal relationships that we have with Susanna and Eric uh, as our reps. I can call either one of them any time of the day or night, and everything is done right away. Uh, they travel with us to every show. Uh, Eric, you know, taking care of all the satellite space and the fiber space from whichever partner that they feel is the best. They've never disappointed me. A great honor to spend time with David and hear about his stories of how broadcasters used to get on air over the last few decades. These days, of course, there's far more demand, even more expectation, and, well, fortunately for SES customers, plenty of choice in the platforms available for live production. So I'll take you behind closed doors to find out more. To do that, we need to leave New York for a few moments and skip over to Pennsylvania where one of the hubs for SES Live Sports and Events is based. And there, I can introduce you to my engineering colleagues, Kyle Klaus and Derek Alvin. Holly, you this Derek? Yeah, what can I do for you? Okay, so are you currently seeing video or you're not seeing video? So this is the SES Holly Teleport. Okay. Um, we broadcast sports and events uh, services across the world. We're part of a three teleport uh, chain basically for SES sports and events and we handle contribution and distribution of all different types of sports and events. Um, Randy, as far as live ESPN Netherlands path, we have what, three and five? Which are both for the MLB game and that's it? I am a sports and events uh, operator. I am one of the team leads for this facility here. Um, and I just ensure that proper planning and coordination has happened for all of the future events, as well as operate on the day-to-day -day events uh, and configure equipment for all of the uh, things we have coming up. So can you tell me what MCR stands for and what you guys do? Yeah, MCR stands for Master Control Room, um, and we are basically the operators configuring the pieces of equipment that make the uh, the events go live. Uh, yeah, so we do need to, to replay it out on yeah, the SCS3, if it's possible to stay up. Uh, what time did you say it's 1800? Yeah, that's right. We can extend, we can make a... I'm going to tell you some things about what we do. So this is our battle plan, okay? And this battle plan has all the information from our schedule uh, software that we use every day for the events. And 
has every piece of equipment that we're uh, supposed to use per event. So the battle plan will correspond with each one of these work orders. So for instance, the MLS work order that you see right there, you can actually find on the battle plan right here, the MLS show, and you'll be able to correspond the work order number, the time, the source uh, line, and the destination where it's going. Yeah, we've got one minute left on this play out, so that, that should be good. Okay, we'll bring that down, 1800 GMT, thank you. On the digital video engineering team, I work directly with the client in better understanding their story and their audience. Uh, in the process of determining what is the best platform for distribution, we ask ourselves, what is the content? Is it basketball, football, mountain biking, snowboarding? And we then ask ourselves, where exactly on the map is the audience located? Is it in New York, Rome, Tokyo? And then from where there, we determine what is the most efficient method for getting their content from point A to point B. Sometimes we can't always find a solution that exists. So we build one from the ground up. And in that regard, I feel that we truly are innovators. It's actually going out, it's just going out with a picture. It's not, it's actually actively saying decoding. Okay, it so says program is scrambled. So they don't have it. Now, we tried reaching out to the source. We work with everyone from the NFL, EPL, AEW, USGA. We also work with production houses such as ESPN, Red Bull Media, Amazon Prime Video. There really are so many names. So all of these customers you just mentioned, they must have very different needs, requirements for whatever they're doing. So. What kind of services do we offer within the sports division? It's not just simple, occasional use, is it? It is not. Uh, we offer a variety of services. Uh, with our antenna field, we have many antennas capable of satellite uplink. And we have the entire SES satellite fleet at our disposal. We also can distribute content via fiber line transmission. And we have fiber line connectivity all over the world. We're also taking advantage of the latest technology that is available, such as IP streaming. Everything is streaming now. It's the most efficient way, in fact. New, but hey, that's it. has been proven to be reliable. That's it. Yeah, because they probably, they probably updated the work order. So let me see, because before it was A, B, C, D, A, B, C, D. As far as technical setup goes for yep. the, uh, okay. the AEW event happening at the Arthur Ashe Stadium, um, we have, uh, we're gonna have multiple satellite downlinks coming in. Um, I think there's also going to be a fiber path coming into us. Uh, that way we have a, a backup, not just uh, via satellite, but also via fiber. Um, and we're gonna take these services in and send them out both internationally and domestically, as well as to an internet stream. Um, the international path will be going through some frame rate conversion and reconfiguration to repackage it and go out to our uh, one of our sister teleports where they're going to broadcast internationally. Locally, we'll be doing some domestic fiber transmission out to some fiber hubs in the United States. And the internet stream is going to go through one of our Titan streaming encoders going out to uh, uh, internet hosting platforms where we're going to just hit a specific entry point on those platforms already predetermined by uh, AEW and our booking team. We're working with the client pretty much every hour of the day and understanding if the platforms we put in place, the distribution methods, if that is the most efficient method. Always a concern is what if, you know, worst case scenario, fee goes down. In, you know, live video distribution, anything can happen. 
So in that case, we have one plus one redundancy, meaning that if the primary goes down, a backup is ready to go at a moment's notice. We learned from last year's Grand Slam event that communication is everything. And in this industry, transparency of communication between ourselves and the client, the boots that are on the ground, in that case, production is absolutely vital. Knowing when changes are going to happen, because once changes happen upstream, we need to reconfigure on our end, and that needs to be done on the fly. It's live television. If the taker on the other end has the correct fist, they should be able to actually see the signal. Back in New York two days later, it's D-Day. The event is rigged and the testing has been done. So we headed back to Queens to join the AEW team the morning of Dynamite Grand Slam. Rehearsals were underway. All right, we're going. Here we go. Always got to jump the rail. Yeah. All right, we're going to bring out Serpentico first and then Ortiz. Molly's ready. All right, here we go with match number T2. Serpentico with Luther in seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Serpentico music go. Hi, I'm Greg Warner. I'm the AEW's executive in charge of production. So we're technically, we're in our final preparation, finishing up all our last minute items. And my talent, they come in around 10 a.m and we let them start rehearsing in the ring. And today being in a retractable roof, the humidity's different than what we're used to. So they'll get a little bit more time today than normal. We started at 12.01 on Sunday morning, loading in the physical aspects of it. The TV trucks and uplink trucks parked on Monday afternoon. Uh, today, here we are Wednesday afternoon, and we are going up on dual C-bands, as that's a request from our primary network, Warner Discovery, here in North America, versus a C and KU that might be um, more traditional. And then also we have fiber as our paths as well. So we'll distribute a domestic fiber path, a domestic path out of a C-band, and an international path off of C-band. And depending upon the distributor, where they are in the world, and what elements they want, those feeds are discrete. We also provide a clean feed direct back to our Warner Discovery partners uh, over IP. Also, the SES helps coordinate. So what are the types of challenges that you'll typically have and you need SES there to sort of help you overcome when it comes to an event of this size? Uh, an event of this size, it's simply having the redundancy. Um, I live in a world where I have to always think about what can go wrong. That's my job, to worry about everything that could go wrong from a production standpoint and make sure I have answers ready to go. So Susanna and Eric Racine and the rest of the SES team work with me every week to develop both primary and backup paths and we even go as far as contemplating if A, B, and C fail, what, what is option D? So, and those are all worked out so that if something wants to happen, we pull the trigger and no one at home knows any better that we had a problem. And for you, what are the most important things when it comes to choosing a technical partner? The biggest thing for me from choosing a technical partner like SES Sports and Events is that they have the backup capacity. They can't, I don't need someone who can deliver. I need someone who can deliver when all else fails. So backups and backups of our backups. And that's the world I live in.
safely say the catchphrase for this episode is definitely backup. Next time on Satellite Stories, we meet the professional wrestlers and the trainers showing them the ropes. We learn about the impact satellite television had on their childhoods in finding their inspiration and now their careers. Thanks so much for listening. And for more about what we do, visit ses.com. <laughs>